Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Matt Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm the loud one. I'm Dory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving with your immediate household only. Yep. If you're listening to this and you didn't stay with your immediate household, please turn the podcast off. Thank you. (laughs) All of our listeners. Everyone else. (laughs) We get the stats from this episode. It's like one listener. (laughs) Now that you're here with us and you also take the CDC's guidelines seriously, what's up? Hey, everyone. Um, You know, I was thinking. What were you thinking? Today reminded me of, do you remember that day when Henry was like six weeks old? It was a Saturday. And he just like cried all day. And I have a picture of him going. Um, Dory's making a cry face. No. Oh, well, that's good. I don't remember that. 
I was just going to say, today kind of reminded me of that day. He was a severe crank butt. Yeah. 100% of the time. That's not true. 70% of the time. Yeah. I would say. 30% of the time, which was like when I was washing the car, when he was watching television, um, and when he was hitting Bo in the head with a baseball. Those are the three times that he was not a crank butt. But then a, I took a, a the Petco, baseball was away. Was he okay? Um, well, I did curbside, so they just brought it out. I see. So he was okay in the car then. He was he was okay in the car. I took him to see some animals. There's like an elementary school in the valley that has a little, um, I guess they have a farm that the kids take care of. Um, it's like a 4-H club, but in an elementary school? Yeah, kind of. So someone on Instagram actually told me about it. Who's like a nanny here in LA? She's like, this is like, this is the thing I like to go over, go to with like the kid that I nanny because you can just like funny. sit there and watch animals through a fence. <laughs> you uh, you spent so much time with nannies this week, like oh, at yeah, parks and stuff like that. That's true. Like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's funny too because I go, you know, I'll go during the weekend on the weekend, so I see which kids have weekend nannies also. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah. A weekend nanny. Is that like a separate entity? It's a separate person. Oh. Because I see them with their nanny during the week, and then I see them on the weekend with a totally different person. Oh. Who's definitely not their parents. Interesting. Yeah. Do you live in the greater Los Angeles area? Are you COVID free? Do you get along with big dogs? Would you like a job on the weekends? I've actually been surprised at how many people, how many people have weekend nannies although i will say i think it's it does seem to be mostly families with at least two kids yeah sure i mean i can't handle one right so (laughs) i mean i don't know he's he's interesting we've had a good time this week i think oh anyway so we went to see some animals and he was like into it but then when he was done he like waved goodbye (laughs) i was like Okay, <laughs> ready to leave now. And then we were walking around, and he was like, rah, rah. and I was like, "Do you want to go back and see the goat?" And he clapped, which is his like sign yes. for yes. So we went back and saw the goat, and he was like, "Beat, beat, beat," which is the word he uses for anyone pooping or peeing outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> usually an animal. Well, I think it all it stems from bow. Bow plus p. Well, I mean, he would just he he would always say Bo, like he would be right. referring to Bo, and Bo was the only thing he ever saw peeing or pooping. Right. So, so he, he would say, hey, he was really hoping that this goat was going to poop. Yeah. But the goat did not poop. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, it happens. And then we saw a little piggy. Yeah. And we saw some ducks and some chickens, a couple bunny rabbits. The entire time you were gone, I was cleaning the kitchen because it was a disaster. It was truly a disaster. And he's in the he's in the picky phase of eating. Yep. So it's like nothing, nothing that normally would he'd be like, "All right, I'll eat this." All that stuff. He's like, "Get it out of my face." He did eat. I made him a frozen <coughs> bacon egg, bacon and cheese egg bite for dinner. Yeah. He ate one of them. He came out with a handful of it. Yeah. When Len he saw you outside, he saw, he's also in a phase of wanting to feed everyone. Well, that's not what he did. What did he do? He came out. He came up to me. He said, Dida. And then he ate it in front of me. Oh, he did. 
when I okay well actually i'm glad that he did that yeah so maybe he just wanted to eat it in front of you yeah i was um, like what are you doing bud and he goes ah and then he just shoved it in his mouth <laughs> he was eating at his learning tower which i do sometimes when i just feel like okay he's giving here up. yeah giving up essentially uh-huh. and then he saw you at the window washing the car and he was like dee da dee da he, he knew da- that because like i literally was washing the car as an occupy him i know but he had already tried to feed me the egg bite i see and i was like no i don't want it maybe it was like the journey from the from the kitchen out to the driveway he was like, actually i want this that was like i'm so t- i'm exhausted i need <laughs> sustenance um yeah, he basically eats fruit and eggs. Yeah, I would say that's mostly and his... smoothies, which is oh, and which are mostly fruit. Yeah, and wheat thins. And by eat wheat thins, we mean gnaw on some one or two wheat thins. And then throw them on the ground for Bo to eat. And then give the rest to Bo. <laughs> He's really into giving Bo food right now. Yeah. Which um, is... Problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Henry, you know, Henry went to the guitar store with me this week. That was fun. We spent like a couple hours. My friend uh, Shy owns a, some stores in Los Angeles, Imperial Vintage. Go see them for all your guitar needs if you're in the Los Angeles area, or in your if you're in Sherman Oaks, Burbank, or Orange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Shy was uh, at the Burbank store on uh, on what day was it? Friday, and uh, I, I I said I'm gonna come by. Get rid of some guitars, and uh, I'm gonna bring the kid. He's like, okay. So it was pretty much just Henry was literally <laughs> just sitting at the desk behind the counter, like just hanging out the whole time for like two hours. He watched some Sesame Street. He did some work on a ladder. You know, he climbed up the step stool, down the step stool. Uh, what I like about the Burbank store is the door is heavy enough that he can't open it on his own. He couldn't open the Sherman Oaks store. He just leaned on it. Yeah. But it, you had I to remember like turn, him, I remember you had to him, turn the handle. Yeah, but I remember him getting out of there at some point. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, there were some like, there were two hipsters there who were amused by him. Yep. A couple, couple dudes from Highland Park. <laughs> yeah. Who <laughs> traded in a, if I remember correctly, it was a, I want to say it was like a, 80s uh, Gibson Explorer for a f- 1959 Guild, like a beat up Guild that had like new pickups in it, and I, I I can't even wrap my head around going from that Explorer to that beat up Guild. But I think he wanted something like with character. He did. He did. He wanted something with character. Um, that by the way, Dory and I went. Oh yeah, I was with there Henry. too. <laughs> the next day, right? We went to the Sherman Oaks store, but the the hipsters were at the Sherman Oaks because store because Shy was there. At the Burbank store, Garland came. Jeff Garland came. Uh, I said, I told him I was going to see Shy, and then I texted him. I was like, "News flash: Shy's at Burbank, not Sherman Oaks. I'm heading there." And then, like, 45 minutes later, I see Jeff pull up. The, uh, but that was good because it gave you, I gave you a couple hours off. Yeah. um, To which you just decided to use it 
for uh, actually being productive instead of just sleeping or something. I know. <laughs> but I got that. I got all that out, out of the way. You got all that shopping done for the family? Yeah. We're, we, we sponsored a um, couple families for like holiday presents. Told my therapist about my crying because of the kid. Yeah. The, um, so one of them... One of them, they sent us like a picture of him, of the kid and like his wish list and stuff. And I was wrapping his presents the other yes. night and Matt came in and just burst into tears. <laughs> it was sad. Now I'm going to cry again. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I talked to my therapist about it yesterday. Uh, just the guilt. I don't know what it is. It's guilt. I feel sad. I feel empathy for the child. I don't know why it hit me so hard. It does, I guess. It just, it's the holiday I think kind because of he also had some of your interests. He like did. He was into he, Batman and Legos. Legos. And Sonic the Hedgehog. And, yeah. and, and um, I was like, I just felt like, oh my God, this kid should, should never have to worry about whether or not Santa is coming. Yeah. And uh, felt a little, uh, I don't know. It was I couldn't I couldn't like be I couldn't be around to wrap the presents with Dory because I was just like I couldn't. Yeah, my oh, so we did it emotionally. My I could idea not was that it. we would do it on Thanksgiving night because it would it would be like a nice gesture of like giving thanks and showing that like we're grateful for what we have and uh-huh. all this stuff. And then and Matt was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> I have to be in the other room. <laughs> I I but I said that to you before and I don't think you quite got it. And then and then. And then when I just was like, well, you did get really sad when I first showed you the his his sheet. Yes, when I was ordering his presents yes. and like checking off all the stuff on the list. Yeah, and then when I was actually wrapping the stuff, you got like super sad. <laughs> so I'm sad now. I think everyone should have a good Christmas. That's all. And then so anyway, so that was one of the kids, and then the other people. It's a it's a whole family. And so it's three kids, an unborn baby, and a mom. Mm-hmm. So while Matt was at Imperial Vintage, I did all of that shopping for that family, which was a lot. Yeah. So. But, you know, I'm so I'm, I'm grateful that we can do that. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's also just like in a pandemic, it's a nice way to like give back because you don't, it's like no contact and people are really yeah struggling. and it's also like just a nice it's you know it's a nice um sort of anonymous thing to help uh help santa get stuff done well you know the in in judaism that's like the highest mitzvah when you to like, help santa to help santa celebrate christmas yep it's in the it's in the weird. Bible. Weird that you guys it's in are the Old Testament into that. No, I mean giving charity anonymously, like when the recipient doesn't know who gave it to them. Oh, that's good. I like yeah. doing that. That's fun. That's the I like to do that all the time. That's the like the the best way to give charity according to Judaism. <laughs> well, I'm into it. Uh, but yeah, really, I felt really. I don't know. I just felt like. Kids like in the Navajo Nation, right? Like, yeah, and and so I'm just like, I was like, oh god, they're just getting slammed by the pandemic, <laughs> and um, uh, 
the United States <laughs> for the last 400 years. So, you know, I was like, oh, I just, it, so many layers of feeling bad. Yeah. On top of, uh, I don't know. I just wanted, I just, I don't know. I don't know what I want. Nothing would make me happy. Like, I feel like <laughs> if I like gave him everything I owned, I, I still wouldn't feel happy about it. I would still feel sad that he needed me to give him everything. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Very bizarre. What does your therapist say about it? Uh, I have a lot of, I have to work, I have a lot of guilt. Uh, um, and shame. And like, you know, I feel, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I, I can't boil it down to Catholicism, but <laughs> I also like, I also don't. I don't, I don't even, I don't even like money. Is that a weird thing to say? You like stuff though. I try to fill it. I feel I fill my sad spots with stuff sometimes. I try to do that. But like the idea of like I said, as I said to him, the term building wealth, like I think is a disgusting term to me. Mm. But like the the term like work your ass off. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, thumbs up. Um, But everything else is like, I don't know. It's just very, I don't know. Very Los Angeles does not bring out the best in me mm. i don't i don't i don't I, I i wish we lived in a star trek post uh economy utopia <laughs> where we all just worked for the betterment of humanity <sighs> but instead we gotta stop the steal everybody that's what i'm here to talk to you about <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I saw it when I was on my walk with Henry today. We were walking through the park and there was a man working out in a Trump shirt. And as I walked by him, he said, what are you going to do? Call the police about a shirt? To, to who? To me. Because I like looked at him. I just, I just like looked at him. I didn't like say anything. I didn't even have, like I also had a mask on so he couldn't even like see my face. Oh, he said it to you because you had a mask on. And I just, and I just kept walking. And Did I he was have like, a mask on? No. Of course not. And he just has been saying that to everyone with a mask. He probably has a camera nearby and he has a YouTube channel. <laughs> and I said, I just walked by and, and as I walked by, I said, what's your problem? <laughs> and then he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, just look at your shirt. Yeah. Enjoy. I'll see you later. Dumbass. Don't breathe on me. Goodbye. Actually, what was going through my mind was, I wonder if this guy's Russian. That was what was going through my mind. Oh. Because I think there's a lot of like Russian Trump supporters. Yeah, Vladimir Putin. Right. Among others. But then he opened his mouth and he was definitely not Russian. Well, which I mean, sort of surprised me. Well, it shouldn't surprise you because there's 70 of some odd million people of who voted for him that aren't Russian. Of course. But at a park in West Hollywood in a Russian neighborhood. Sure. I, I just like assumed he was Russian, but he wasn't. And so then I was like, then it sort of threw me that he didn't have a Russian accent. And then I was even more like, 
no, you're being aggressive towards me, you dummy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't say a word. I said nothing. I was just, I was walking with my baby. <laughs> and he says, what are you going to do? Call the police? About a shirt. About a shirt. I think, but that's just sort of like, to me, sums up all of their whole, like, they want, they want to be the victims. They are, they are like chomping at the bit for someone like me to get mad at them. Well, that's because they, they love lib tears, you know? But then they are the biggest Shh, snowflake. Hey, don't be a snowflake about it. <laughs> Obviously, we got to stop the steal. That's all I'm here to say. Hashtag stop the steal. Hashtag stop the steal. Hashtag start the steal. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Think about it. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, let's take a break and think about it. Okay. I'm thinking about it while okay. we have a break. Be right back. All right. BRB. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good look when i open up my uh sock drawer and i see a clean pair of bombas sitting on top not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. 
you know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Dory is thumb deep in some hot goss. Tell us about it. I love hot goss. You got some hot goss happening? No, I don't. Oh. Um, all right. This first email is from... Wait, what is this? What? I thought we were just having a conversation. We are reading emails? Yeah, it's a podcast. Oh. I mean, we're sort of winging it because I didn't prep a document. Oh, that's so true. Finally. But here we go. We were busy. We were very busy. Turns out our child with is demanding. With a tyrant. <laughs> Welcome back, Holly. Um. All right. This is from... Let me just make sure she didn't want to be anonymous. Yes, This okay. is from a person. This is from Jill. Hey, Dory and Matt. So I paused the pod after hearing a listener speaking her truth in last week's podcast. So I wanted to send in a note that would help me process where I'm currently at, along with putting out an egg signal. We did a retrieval when I was 40, about to turn 41, and we got two PGS normal embryos, one of which is our very active, healthy, 19 and a half month old baby girl, almost Henry's birthday twin. I just tried to transfer our other embryo a month ago at age 43, but when we arrived on transfer day, we were told that our embryo was not expanding properly. This was a shock to us. From a PGS testing perspective, it was actually better by the numbers than our first embryo that worked. Hmm. And morphology-wise, this was graded an A-minus embryo when it was frozen. Our successful embryo was an A. So the science of all of this looked great, but the embryo transfer still didn't work. The doctor said that he's seen babies come from this scenario, transferring a PGS normal embryo that wasn't expanding, but then we had everything go wrong with the actual transfer itself. The speculum wasn't fitting well because I had random vaginal stenosis. It took us four hours to do the transfer, which is crazy. The transfer was also wildly painful. The embryo got to the right place eventually, but it was hard. So basically everything that could go wrong did go wrong. FYI, we did a practice transfer. I didn't have any issues. Don't know how I randomly had vaginal stenosis. FYI, vaginal stenosis is the narrowing and or loss of flexibility of the vagina. Anyhow, we've heard your podcast for years. We've heard all the sad stories about every crazy thing that could happen with IVF, yet somehow we were surprised and so sad that it didn't work out for us. And Matt's sage advice of having a plan for each scenario, we did that. But I'm still personally struggling with the fact that this didn't work for a lot of reasons seemingly outside of my control. So why would I do this again? So I'm putting out an egg signal to see if there's any hope. We really would like another baby. Like I can't get it out of my head. Putting out an egg signal for any over 43 ladies or husband supporting ladies who've been able to retrieve a PGS embryo or two and successfully get pregnant shortly thereafter at this age. If you are this magical unicorn, I'd love to talk to you. Similar to you both, Matt and Dory, we have no idea what we're going to do, though we're heavily leaning towards trying again. We have amazing benefits, so my retrieval would be free, and we just pay for meds. That makes that part of this easier, but it's a lot for my body, so given what just happens to us and the stats for ladies above 43, I'm having a hard time gearing up to do all this again. Would love to hear your advice or hear from listeners that have feedback slash thoughts. Love you guys. Like so many others have said, this community continues to be such the font of support and help. Thanks, Jill, in under 2,000 square feet with a hubby, a 19-month-old, and a loving scaredy cat that hides and sleeps all day long. <laughs> I wish that was the 19-month-old. Oh, yeah. 
Um, Jill, well, first of all, I'm sorry that you had such a traumatic transfer experience. It sounds really... Four hours. Four hours. That's the equivalent of a 90-hour labor. Yeah, that's insane. I've never heard of a four-hour transfer. I'm very sorry. Here's what I would say, Jill. Since you have this insurance coverage, I feel like you might as well just do the one more retrieval. Okay. Like, did she ask our opinion? Yeah, she did. She asked our advice. We'd love to hear your advice or hear from listeners that oh, have feedback slash thoughts. My advice is you had a plan. Stick with it. Back to my previous sage advice. <laughs> I'm just reinstilling my sage advice. So I think their plan was was to try again. Then guess what? That's what you're doing. Yeah. You're trying again. I mean, it sounds like the thing that's holding you back is the fear of it not working, which I totally get. I totally get that. But as Franklin D. Roosevelt said. There's nothing to fear but fear itself? No. What? This morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the first one. This is the first one. Not the the Pearl Harbor. (laughs) That would be really, really weird. Okay. Um, we have another egg signal here. Oh, so yeah, listeners, please do weigh in. And if you are that magical unicorn who got a PG, welcome to our uh, fireside chat. <laughs> That's my impression of Roosevelt. It's not bad. Thank you. We are here. You've got that because like, he's got like this. It's it's like a weird, almost transatlanticy kind of accent. It's that it's that it's that twenties, thirties patrician East Coast yes, accent. It's not Boston. No, it's New York. It's not. But it's yes. not. It's not yes, working it's class not New here. York. It's no. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's We're like here. upper class people. Yeah. It's the same. If you watch like, it's not New York, but if you watch like the Philadelphia Story, it's that accent. It's the forties. I can't yeah. show you my wheelchair. Exactly. It's Otherwise, that, you'll all accent. lose confidence in your president. <laughs> all right. Um. This is from CJ. Dory Matt, long-time listener here, sending out the egg signal for reproductive immunology, which more REs are starting to accept as an explanation for the bullshit term unexplained infertility. Reproductive immunology. Yeah. You're immune to reproducing? Um, people who have auto, autoimmune diseases or immune immune issues where, like, their cells attack the embryo. Right. I see. Not Not... As a new term for unexplained reproductive. No, a new explanation. Because, by the way, I don't hate the idea of calling all reproductive problems immune reproductive, reproductive immunity. Okay. Whereas, like, I'm immune. I can't reproduce. All right. I'm you gonna, can't explain it. I'm going to keep reading this Okay. Email. Did I just take it off? Yeah, you're immune from reproducing. (laughs) All right. It's not a gimmick. Reproductive immunology gave me my son. About a decade ago, a couple of fertility doctors found that women with recurrent miscarriages or chemicals have autoimmune diseases or immune markers rooted in their DNA that could be aggravated or activated by stress or inflammation. When an embryo is implanted in women with these conditions or markers, their bodies treat it like an intruder and try to destroy it. In addition, 
They are also prone to developing blood clotting disorders that could hinder implantation or prevent the placenta from forming correctly, which could then stop blood flow to the embryo. In addition, and this part is horrifying and fascinating, some women somehow develop antibodies against their partner's DNA. So their bodies reject embryos made from their sperm. To combat these issues, these doctors called reproductive immunologists prescribe cocktails of steroids, blood thinners, hydroxychloroquine, bad for COVID, good for autoimmune diseases, an injectable drug typically given to cancer patients that increases white blood cells temporarily and helps implantation, the very pricey IVIG or infusions of healthy antibodies to overtake the ones that reject the partner's DNA and a gluten-free and dairy-free diet. These doctors have pregnant patients tested every few weeks to ensure their body is reacting favorably and adjust their medications accordingly. There are legitimately four RIs who are experts in their field in the entire country. They work remotely with REs and OBs all around the world. However, more and more REs are accepting reproductive immunology as a real thing, and as more women have shown it to be successful, and some REs have even started in recent years to adopt RI light protocols of their own. I had three pregnancy losses after my daughter was born. Then I switched REs, and my new one recommended I also work with an RI. I was treated remotely by one in another state, and he collaborated with not only my local RE, but with my OB and MFM. My son was born this summer after a very difficult pregnancy and an almost miscarriage last Thanksgiving day that landed me in the ER. He would not be here if it wasn't for my amazing doctors. For the five years I've gone through IVF, I've often felt IVF clinics are one giant scam. It was only after I consulted with my RI that I realized that when my first RE said I had unexplained infertility, he actually meant I don't know. But someone else did. Women undergoing IVF always deserve answers. A doctor that has none doesn't deserve your money. Good luck with your journey. Live long and prosper. And thank you for your incredible service to the infertility community. And that is CJ living in a 1,700 square foot house in Los Angeles County with my husband, four-year-old daughter, six-month-old son, and a very old lady, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, who has her own couch to sleep on and would enjoy it much more if it wasn't for these meddling science babies. Bo has many couches to sleep on. Bo slept in the playroom last night. He did. I'm trying to remember what. I think it was like I was playing guitar kind of late and like it was annoying him. He was just like, ugh. He was like, I'm out of here. Enjoy your terrible guitar playing. <laughs> but it's funny that he went to the playroom and he didn't come in the bedroom. Well, I think he was just, he wanted to be near whoever was awake. Mm-hmm. And because he decided I'm going to go in here and I can still see dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he was just so sound asleep when I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up at 4.30 in the morning... I I quickly heard a dog barking outside and I thought it was Bo and I thought, oh my God, did Bo get out? And so I like went to look for him, didn't see him. He wasn't in our bedroom. He wasn't in my office. He wasn't in the living room. And I was like, shit. And then I just see him on the couch in the playroom and he's like looking at me like, what? (laughs) I don't know if I would have found him. I don't know if I would have looked in the playroom. If I I check his bed next to me, Mm -hmm. Your office couch, the living room couch, and his bed in the living room, I think he's gone. Uh, yeah. Well, Although I was like, part of me would be like, did he? I, I think even before the player, I'd be like, is he in Henry's room somehow? Like, did he decide right. to somehow get in there? <laughs> and I'd check the monitor probably. <laughs> and then I'd open the door and I'd look outside. And then the sound of the door would probably get him to go, what's yeah. happening? Well, and also we usually keep the door to the playroom closed, but it happened to be open last night. 
Oh, we do? Yeah. Never notice. Well, I usually close it before we go into bath so that Bo doesn't come in right. to the other bathroom door through the playroom. Anyway, sorry, CJ. That was a real tangent off of your uh, comment, your offhand comment about your dog. Um, this is this is a lot of good information. I see this come up in the Facebook group a lot, the immunology question. Um, I don't see it come up in the face group. I know, because you're not, you don't participate. I'm not a Facebooker. I know, you're never on Facebook, which is fine. I mean, look, I like to form my own opinions about stopping the steal. All right. Um, (laughs) You know what? We have a voicemail. Uh, uh, Sure. Hang on. Let me just give you the cable here. Make it happen. Here's the cable. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Go ahead. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Um, this is Kiara. I had called, I guess, maybe months ago now um, about we sent out the um, vaginal scar tissue signal for me. Um, so I have a bit of an update slash more questions, I guess. Um, but so I ended up, I'm so thankful for everyone who offered advice. Um, my OB ended up referring me to a urogynecologist um, who is like a um, urinary tract doctor slash gynecologist. I'm not really sure, but he's like a fancy surgeon. And so we ended up having him um, do a surgery where he he expected it to only take about 20 minutes. He went in there, and I think he was in there for an hour and a half to two hours um, because apparently there was just a ton of scar tissue, way more than he thought there would be. Um, just, like, different kinds of scar tissue. Um, he said that also when I met with him in his office, he said that I was obviously allergic to silver nitrate, which is what the, my OB had used to try and get rid of the tiny bit of granulation tissue that was there after the birth. Um, but my OB's office never said that. Um, and he was like, Oh, well that's obviously like what happened and what, you know? Um, and then, but also after the surgery, I had mentioned to him that when I had given birth, my OB said that I only required two stitches. Um, and he just laughed and said that that was not what had happened. You know, I've tried to get answers from him about what he thinks happened, but he doesn't really know. Um, now after having that surgery, more scar tissue has grown back. Um, I ended up having to get 25 stitches um, in that that surgery a couple months ago. Um, you know, before the surgery, he did tell me that it was possible um, that there would be more, um, like more scar tissue. Anytime you do a stitch, he said that that's a possibility. 
So now it looks like that that's happened again. Um, he's waiting until 12 weeks after the surgery to like try and figure out what to do again. But he all, he said recently that he thinks we would just have to have the same surgery over again. Um, and I he just doesn't really sound like he has options or really ideas. He's never seen this before. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to get a second opinion. Um, but I'm wondering if anyone has any idea. This is like granulation tissue that keeps growing back. And they said at this point, I'm just atypical and that I just grow this granulation tissue excessively and that it's not very normal at all. Um, yes, they've tested every time. It's never been anything other than just run of the mill scar tissue, um, it's really a bummer because, you know, obviously I haven't been able to have sex with my husband. Um, I can't go take a bath. I can't swim or anything. I, there's, I can't really exercise when I started exercising more. And by that, I just mean like walking uphill, um, is when more of that granulation tissue started growing again. Honestly, it just feels like this endless thing so it would be great if anyone knows anything I don't know but so I guess the signal of that also um I love the bake-off portion of the podcast my husband it's we love the show it's been my favorite show for years um I love hearing your commentary because I also don't really know anyone that likes it um and anyways I um, I'm just so thankful for you guys and the community that you've created. And um, I live in a thousand square feet in Ventura County and with one rescue dog, one IVF baby, and my husband. And I haven't eaten any hot dogs this year. <laughs> so anyways, great uh, talking with you. Thanks so much for everything you guys do. Okay. Thank you for the message. Um, this the like this other doctor going. Oh, that's not what happened. Like that is wild to <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, it's like was that was that the doctor's initial reaction to it, and then after you being their patient longer, discovered what. Like that you had this uh, tissue growth happening. Oh, that sounds awful. I'm sorry. This is this is rough. Um, I'd love to hear from other if other people have thoughts on this. Um, I'm very curious about that. Yeah. Like, because then I would wonder if, like, after being your doctor for a bit, he they they were like, well. I see. Okay. So I don't think your OB lied. <laughs> right. Or did your OB lie? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um Yeah, best but I, 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 I hope I hope this is a resolution. So. Me too. But yeah, signal goes out if and anyone has you're some able experiences. to walk up a hill. With this, please let us know. Thank you. Um, all right, we we're should, gonna. What, what, what? We should take a break. Yeah, I was like just gonna just, say. Probably, yeah, gonna I say was. I was gonna say we're gonna take a short break. 
We'll be right back. Our producer's giving us the light. Yep. And just kidding. We don't have one. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, we're back. No, now we're back. Oh, now we're back. Sorry, everyone. I think you got I jumped a little, the gun. Little, 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 little return happy there. I didn't get the nod from the producer. That's right. I did not nod. All right, we have one more. Uh, infertility related question for the listeners. That's it. Well, then we have some other non fertility related questions, right? Mostly about pooping in bookstores. Gotcha. Good. Okay. We should. I should. We should have a some sort of pooping in bookstore jingle. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. I so know. Well, let me know when we are. Okay. Uh, this is from anonymous. I've been listening and patroning since the beginning and Nerdist and Star Trek TNC to boot. And you guys have been so instrumental in my infertility journey slash struggle slash saga slash sog. From the beginning, I was ready for disappointment and hurdles that were crappy and ridiculous, like pharmacies not having prescriptions when they were ordered and ovaries refusing to cooperate. It may sound minor, but knowing to have low expectations has really helped manage my sanity through all of this. I'm 39 and my partner is 49. I have PCOS and we have been going through two and a half years of medicated cycles, 10 with Clomid and another 10-ish with Letrozole. In there, we had many canceled cycles for no follicles, too many follicles, one pregnancy that implanted poorly and needed methotrexate to terminate, which resulted in three months of no trying until the drug washed out of my system, et cetera, et cetera. From the very beginning, we knew IVF wasn't for us for our own reasons, what to do with leftover embryos, a recent topic high on that list. I recently reached the end of my rope on the cycles and we had the discussion to stop trying altogether. I was ready to mourn that version of our life and start to move on. In talking to a therapist, my partner and I were discussing IUI and how I wanted to do it and he didn't. And to my surprise, he said he'd consider it. I don't know where the change of heart came from. I guess maybe the finality of being completely done, but I was really shocked. My question is, should we, I, go back to the clinic and start all this back up again for a fairly low probability of success? The reason I wanted to do the IUIs was to know that we'd tried everything so we could move on with our lives, knowing we'd done all we could. But at this point, we've been out of the clinic for five to six months, and it's an emotional hurdle to go back. (coughs) Sorry this is so long. Feel free to cut this back. Nope, we didn't. What do you think? Listener input welcome. Anonymous from Toronto in 1,400 square feet with one cat, one common law partner, zero hot dogs in the last year. There's no such thing as a tasty veggie dog. (laughs) I think that just upon listening to that, uh, it sounds to me like you're going to go back and try it again because you, I don't, I think you'll have this gnawing sort of, uh, did we do anything, everything we could. Oh, you mean like the one that I have? What? Get out of here. Stop it. It's time for the bake-off portion. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you'll probably. I think you. I think you'll. I think you have your decision in, in in front of you there. Thank you for listening. Um. Good luck, anonymous. Do you do you, what do you what do you think, Dory? 
<clears throat> I agree with you. Why are you coughing? Because your office smells like smoke and it's getting... What are you talking about? There's like smoke that's getting caught in my mind. There's my no throat. smoke in here. I, I sense it. But the, I haven't smoked in here in weeks. Okay, well, I'm just telling you what's but going on. But you're not sensing it. That's the thing I'm trying to tell you. Okay. What is happening? What do you what is what is going on? I'm I I feel smoke in the air. Why? Is I, it maybe it's smoky outside? Maybe. Open the window. She is being unreasonable right now, everybody. You feeling if is it out there? <laughs> she's really she's really taking it in like some sort of like dog that's been put out to pasture. What's the what's the what's the verdict on outside? It, it doesn't smell great out there. Okay, I accept your apology then. Jeez Louise! All right. Jeez, Louis, we have a sun roaming around this 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 office now. Yeah, I know. That stuff's got to be in the past. All right, good. I'm glad to hear that. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I just don't. I don't appreciate your wild accusations. Okay, I'm just telling you what I was feeling in my throat. Okay, I'm just telling you that it might be COVID. Great. Yeah, I probably have it too then. Okay. Well, let me know when it's time for the poop portion. Um, it's time for the poop portion. Okie dokie, everybody. Time for the poop portion. <laughs> wow. Thank you. We've we've really reached a new low here on this podcast. <laughs> Matt's making fart noises. That was not a fart noise. That was the that was the jingle. No, you made a fart noise at the end. That was the jingle. Okay, that, that was wasn't the jingle. me. Mm, sure. All right. That was just me actually me recycling my that's the yawning theme from TNC. Whenever I yawn, I have to play that. All right. Well, this is from Carrie. She writes, Hi, Dorian Matt. Okay, so I thought this was only me. When I was a kid, my parents would always make fun of me because when we would go into CVS to pick out holiday cards or birthday cards, I would always be gassy and stink up the card <laughs> aisle. Is this the same as the bookstore Japanese having to poop phenomenon? <laughs> if so, that's amazing. And I'm not alone. Thanks so much for the pod. The US expat in the UK who used to work at UMass Lowell. Hi, fe- oh, hi Matt, fellow Masshole. Hey, I'm a Masshole too. Uh, I'm a Lowellian though. So? I'm a river rat, you know? Sure. But I'm also from Massachusetts. River, river Hawks was the name of the actual, the actual mascot was the River Hawks. Uh, still don't know how big this house is, but we have a lovely view of narrow houseboats outside our house. <gasps> Are you in Stoke-on-Trent? Is One... there any pottery nearby? <laughs> Matt will be over as soon as the pandemic is over. Shortly. <laughs> <laughs> one husband, one rescue dog, working towards IVF number five, maybe two hot dogs a year, although many sausages slash bratwurst, too many to count. Two hot dogs a year, even in the UK. Well, that's wild. But she has a lot of sausages and browers. Yeah, well, I mean, look, you're in a pub. You only have fish and chips so many times. All right, this is from Anonymous in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the email about going number two in a bookstore, I hadn't heard of it before, but I have heard about people needing to go number two while in Target. I'm wondering if it has something to do with smell. Bookstores tend to smell similarly, and maybe that smell is a trigger for some, just as Target stores tend to have a unique smell, perhaps also triggering. Thoughts? If you were ever constipated, would you go to a bookstore or Target? Great question. 
I'm, I'm asking because you're a person who gets constipated. Me? Yeah. No, I don't. You used to get constipated. What are you talking about? I'm very regular. You used to get constipated. No, Am I crazy? You confused with someone else. Am I crazy? You literally have you confused with someone else. The only time... When you were pregnant, the did you only not time, have that? The did you only not time, have that when you were pregnant? <coughs> or was it right after? The only time I was constipated was after I had a C-section. Yes. And then there was one other time, like when you go oh, under okay. anesthesia. okay. How many times am I ever constipated? Zero times. Okay? When you go under anesthesia. So all of a sudden, you're constipated twice, and I'm like crazy for bringing it up. But you acted like I was like constantly constipated. God. Well, you know what? I Excuse me, everyone. I have to take a moment here to talk to my wife. You're full of shit right now. And I mean that <laughs> no, I'm in not. both senses. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I remember many a morning where you're like, or not morning, but like, it must have been when you were pregnant. I, that doesn't It must count. have been when you were pregnant. That doesn't count. It doesn't count as being constipated? I mean, like, it's not like a, it's All like a regular thing. All I'm saying to you is, you should have gone to Target. All right, fine. I should have gone to God. Target. God. God. I don't know who you think I'm thinking of. Look, I don't either. Because it's certainly not me. Okay. Well, we have a voicemail. Um, okay. Hey, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I am calling in regarding the uh, poop portion of the podcast. I really hope that it doesn't actually become a poop portion. But I did have to comment on the whole being in record stores and bookstores, um, I think, because this also happens to me, I think what happens when you're in that state of mind, when you're looking at records or books, your mind is completely focused on the words and your body just relaxes. And I think that that just triggers your body to be like, cell movement time. Um, That's my own personal theory, because if you think about when you're in a bookstore and you're looking at something, you're not thinking about the million other things that you have to do. Your body is at rest. It's at ease, and you're doing something for you that you enjoy, hopefully. Um, and and it just it just triggers it. So that is my two cents on why this is happening. That's I think an interesting um, take. I think I'm onto something. I don't know. Um, I hope you guys all had a very great Thanksgiving, and that yeah, it was spent well. Ours was spent with just my in-laws and my husband, and my two kids, ten-year-old and a six-year-old. Um, and it was um, as amazing as it could be. We've been quarantining for two weeks prior to this just to make sure that the in-laws don't uh, come in contact with us if we've been in contact with anything. And, and so we're trying to be smart about it. I bet they did. All right. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you. Thanks. Now, obviously, she's not going to hear this because she stopped listening to the podcast when I asked anyone who had not spent the podcast of their immediate household to stop listening. Right. Or was that in the early version when I was peaking so loudly that we had to I think that was redo the, it. Yeah, I think that Well was. then you got to hear this part. <laughs> oh wait, no, I think it was in this one. I don't remember. I don't either. Um all but right. I do well, remember when Dory <laughs> couldn't poop. Um, this is an interesting theory. I mean, I think it was in the Wikipedia of this phenomenon that some there was a theory that because people have the association of reading on the toilet that that is part of what triggers it. But like, think about all the times you've had to poop. 
I mean, I had to poop in Target the other day. But like, think of all the times you've had to poop when you weren't in a bookstore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I only poop in bookstores. Yeah, well, that's you. Yeah. It was hard during the real lockdown. Yeah, it's here, weird. You know? I didn't poop for like three months. Yeah. And who was I thinking of? <laughs> all right. Um, where did my Where did my emails go? Oh, there they are. Okay. We have one last question. Can find it. Is oh, it here we go. Regarding bake, it's not. We didn't get any bake emails. Whoa, this week. it's the finale. I so know. We can't spoil anything. We already watched it. Obviously. Um, okay, this is from Karen. Hi, Matt. I have my aunt's old guitar. How can I find out if it's worth anything? Don't want to go into a store in COVID times. The only info I can find on it is Harmony Monterey eight five four nine H one four five six. And then she included a picture of the guitar. Uh, the Harmony, Harmony, first of all, let me just say, the Harmonies weren't, they were not, they were like, they were a pretty mass-produced brand that made pretty, like, guitars you could buy at uh, Sears kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So sometimes... Accessible guitars. Yeah, sometimes they weren't... Uh, the most well-made guitars. Sometimes they're great. Um, here I'm looking at a 1948 Harmony. Uh, what, what she said? She said the number, right? She said it was a yeah. Um, she said the serial number, but she didn't say the year. Say the serial number again. Hold on. Um, wait, hold on. There we go. Eight five four nine H one. Four, five, six. Uh, da, 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 da. Hello, everybody. Watch me date a harmony. There's an H five four right there. Uh, HY4, uh, HY4 built. That's the me. That's the model. So say it again. Uh, eight five four, not H five four. Oh, eight five four nine H one four five six. Hmm. Interesting. It's probably forties fifties. I would guess. Uh, and let me sort here by sold. I'm going to go ahead and take a gander here. What was it? The Harmony Monterey. Uh, I'm going to go to sold listings. I guess they, they made it through the 70s. Uh, You know, I think in decent condition, if it's in decent shape, it's, you know, three to $500. If it's got a pickup in it, that's going to be a little more. Um, but they seem to sell routinely on uh, Reverb for between 300 and $500. Oh, I owned one. 
No, I didn't buy that one. I was watching it, though. A left-handed Harmony Monterey that was $349. There you go. It's their sort of take on the Gibson L50. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's certainly worth a home. It's worth finding a home for someone to, you know, someone who will play it and love it. It's good I know advice. some kids from Highland Park would probably like it. <laughs> yep. Give them a call. Hello, Highland Park kids. It's your old pal, Matt. I have a Harmony Monterey you'd really like. Is that it? That's it. I can't believe it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Can do you not do you not not believe it? I mean, I believe it. Oh, I am right. actually surprised we didn't get any Bake Off emails. Me if too. I'm being perfectly honest. Well, I mean, hopefully they'll they'll kick up next week. Let me just say, I was surprised by the winner, but not. I wasn't that surprised. not shocked, but surprised. Yeah. I mean, really, who I thought was going to win really really screwed themselves in their attempts in the showstopper. That's true. So, way to go, other person. All right, everyone. And, you know, in the in the inevitable, I love the follow-ups they have on people, what they were up to. Yeah. Good news, everybody. Lottie has hung out with everybody. Literally. <laughs> uh, seemingly unmasked. <laughs> seemingly quarantined. Well, they didn't have to wear masks in the UK. They didn't? For when the lockdown initially, when it got lifted, and then they had to go into lockdown again. Oh, Cool. If I remember correctly. All right. I could be wrong, but, you know, they'll tell us if I am. All right. Everybody, see you next week. Stay healthy. Bye. Bye. Uh, Hi, everyone. We're back. Hi. For a little extra bake-off portion of the show. Apparently, there's an after show in the UK. Called Extra Slice. Extra Slice. And I'm like really as i would as if i were on the show i'm really gutted that i don't have it <laughs> um maybe we should get that vpn that dan bell is advertising uh wouldn't help us with a tv license for a bbc channel 4 situation you don't think it's streaming somewhere i don't know hmm. Hmm. anyway we actually just came by to say thank you to our patrons yeah. Who got two extra episodes this month. You want to be like them? Head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and become a member. If you get the $5 level, get you a, a one extra podcast every month and your name read on the show uh, as a thank you. And uh, for just five more dollars, you get two bonus episodes every month. Uh, Dory, we're going to read some names here with some very tiny, tiny, tiny fonts. And a thank you to Jane Ennis. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jenny Fick. Jesse Carroll. Uh, Janan H. Joanna Reinwald. Caitlin Donahue. Kaylee Hendrickson. Karen Perelman. Katie Allen. Katie Lucy. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Christine Kelly. Laura Bennett. Lauren Schultz. Lynn. I think it's just LHN. Oh, I like Lynn. <laughs> Lisa Bove. Lynn Nugent. <laughs> Madeline McCarthy. Mara Foss. Maria Bishop. Uh, Marina Breed. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Melanie Braunbeck. Uh, Michelle Chudzinski. Nancy Olson. 
Nicola Hill. Nicola Skidmore. Narantha Belagopal. Olga Zilstra. Rachel Kuzma. Rebecca Dowson. Rob Bean. Samantha. Sarah Lauer. <clears throat> Satish Pillalamari. Shauna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Tiffany Stevens. And Wendy Fick. Thank you all so much. And this time, for realsies, we'll see you next week. Bye.